Good morning. Today we'll be studying the 12th chapter of the Torah. And just as an introduction, it, this chapter and this idea of the reading of the Torah is something that's truly unique to Am Yisrael. The fact that we publicly and regularly recite our law. And the truth is, is that the Torah is what preserves us as a nation. And we understood that the Torah is truly our identity. So by publicly reading the Torah, people were therefore educated, knew the law, and the, obviously, and understood the values of the Torah extremely well. Another element of this is the fact that people had direct access to the law because it was read publicly numerous times during the week. And that isn't something that was too common uh, back in the day. Halakha Aleph. Moshe Rabbeinu tikin lahim l'Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu established the following. Sh'yiyu kur'in b'torah b'rabbim b'shabbat u'v'sheni u'v'chamishi b'shaharit. K'deh sh'lo yishhu sh'lo sh'amim b'li sh'ni'at ha'torah. Moshe Rabbeinu established that the Jewish people would read the, recite the Torah, read the Torah publicly on Shabbat and on Monday and on Tuesday in the morning so that the Jewish people wouldn't go three days without hearing the Torah. Similarly, Ezra HaSofer, who was one of the revolutionaries, both, the truth is, Moshe Rabbeinu and Ezra HaSofer were two of the uh, most important figures of <clears throat> in Jewish history. And they both, similarly, also established the reading of the Torah two different times. And Ezra established uh, that the Jewish people would read um, just as they would on Shabbat, uh, Monday, Thursday in the morning. Ezra also established the fact that the Jews would read the Torah publicly on Minha of every week, during Minha of every Shabbat, because of the Yoshevich Hiranot. And the Hiranot were people that typically wouldn't learn or study Torah. And in order to bring them in and to educate them, Ezra Sofer established that we read Sefer Torah publicly during Minha of Shabbat. Begam, Hutiken Shiyuha Korin Beshini Uva Hamishi, Shilosha Adam. So too, he also established that the minimum amount of people that would read in the Torah on Monday and Thursday is three. And these three people combined may not read less than 10 Pesukim. And the following are the days that the Torah is publicly read in a congregation. On Shabbat, and on the holidays, and on Rosh Chodesh, and on fast days, and on Monday and Thursday of every single week. 
אלא בשבתות ובימים טובים וביום הכיפורים ובתשעה באב. And we do not conclude with the words of the prophets aside from Shabbat, Yom Tov, Yom Kippur, and Tisha B'Av. And we'll go into a little bit more depth and explain what that means exactly in this chapter. Halacha Gimel. En korim batorah batzibur befachot me'asara anashim gedolim b'nei chorin. As only read publicly in a congregation with more than 10 men who are free, obviously to exclude slaves. And they do not read less than 10 pesukim. And counts as one of the 10 pesukim. And there may not be less than three readers who read the Torah. And we do not, it is it, one that may not begin a paragraph that consists of less than three pesukim. And the reader does not stop in a paragraph that has less than three pesukim. And the reader himself may not read less than three pesukim at a time. If there are three people that combined, they read ten pesukim. Two read three pesukim. And then the last person, the one left over, reads uh, the four pesukim. And it doesn't make a difference when the fourth individual reads, sorry, when the third individual reads the four pesukim, <coughs> regardless of whether he reads it first, second, or third, it is proper that um, whoever reads the four pesukim is considered praiseworthy, rather. And the following is the procedure of how an individual may go up and read the Torah. Anyone who goes up to read the Torah opens up the Sefer Torah and looks at the place that he will be reading from. And thereafter he says, Blessed be God, the Blessed One. And then the rest of the nation say, Blessed be the blessed God forever. And the one that is going to read in the Torah recites the following. He says, He says, Blessed are you God, Master of the world, who chose us from all of the nations and gave us his Torah. Blessed are you, God, who gives us the Torah. Notice, again, I think we mentioned this before, the fact that noten ha-Torah is in the present tense, present tense, as when one studies or reads the Torah, he should feel as if he is, being, he is the recipient of the Torah directly from God at that moment. Amen. And the rest of the nation answers, Amen, after. And after he reads, 
he concludes, he finishes to read, he closes the Sefer Torah, and then makes the following Baracha. Baruch Hashem, blessed are you, God, Master of the Universe. Hashem, Torah he who you gave us the true Torah, the true law. And he planted eternal life in us. And I'll explain exactly what that means in a moment. Blessed are you, God, who gives, again, present tense, gives the Torah. This Barakha is extremely interesting. And we'll sidetrack for a little bit just to explain, try and understand what's going on. Um, the Barakha seems to be talking about some type of tree that God planted within us. And the truth is, when it says, it seems to be referring to the Torah. It eternal life in us by giving us the Torah. And it is ex- possible, I happen to think so, take it or leave it, that this Beracha and the Hayya Olam is a reference to Itzha Hayim in the story of Adam and Hava. And through the observing of the Torah, one can truly achieve eternal life, olam haba, and just something to think about. <clears throat> the reader may not begin to read in the Torah until the congregation has said Amen and has finished saying Amen. If the reader started reading and made a mistake of some sort, even in regards to the preciseness of one letter, he must be returned and corrected until he reads that word or that letter correctly. And I, I'm not sure of any other nation that is meticulous, let alone that reads their law, um, that is meticulous on reading their law, so much so uh, that they would make the whoever reads the law, if they do so at all, go back and reread it until he reads it correctly. And two people should not read together at the same time. Rather, one person should read at a time. If the reader began to read and suddenly stopped, Someone else may replace him and begin wherever the first reader left off, and then he makes the beracha at the end. The reader may not read until the most distinguished member of the congregation allows him to do so. The Hazana Knesset was the official officer of the Beta Knesset, who would kind of run the show and stand beside the person who would be reading, or Rosha Knesset, or the president of the Beta Knesset. Neither of these people may not read on their own initiative. Until they are invited to do so by the community as a whole, or by the most distinguished member of the community to read. And someone else must stand next to him while he is reading. Just as the Hazan stands 
beside those who read. May skip from place to place, uh, assuming that he's skipping to things that are on the same topic. Just as with the Haremot and that all of these are in the parasha of Emor Lakonim. And he may skip from place to place. And this is all under the assumption and under the fact that he reads this all from the scroll itself, as it is prohibited to read any any word one word of the Torah uh, by heart. And again, just the emphasis of reading from the Torah itself and reading it precisely, and the prohibition for anyone to possibly make up any letter or any word that is in existence is, that doesn't exist in the Torah is eliminated by this halakha. As it was not uncommon for both priests and kings in the ancient world to make up laws on their own. But by the fact that we prohibit anyone from reading anything by heart, this halakha eliminates that. And you should not wait during when he skips from place to place. He should only take the time. Uh, he should only wait and take the time to find another place until the Turgeman completes his translation of the Pasuk. And this is to uh, retain the ambiance of the Betakaneset and the Kivoda Tzibur. And we don't want the Tzibur to be waiting around while the reader is looking for a place to read. Once the reader has begun to read in the Torah, it is prohibited to converse, even conversations in regards to halacha. Rather, everyone is silent, listening and processing to what the reader is saying, and paying very close attention to whatever the reader is reading. As the Pasuk says, the ears of the entire nation were towards the Sefer Torah and not to any other conversations. And it's prohibited to exit and leave the the Tibur at the time that the Korah is reading. However, it is allowed to leave between the Aliyot and between from one person is going up to another. Sorry. Anyone who is constantly and always immersed in the words of Torah and the Torah is his sole occupation is allowed to study Torah while the reader is reading in the Torah. From the days of Ezra, it was customary to have a translator translate to the people whatever he who is reading in the Torah is reading. 
so that the people would understand the substance of what is being recited. And during the time of Ezra, the Jewish people didn't really understand Hebrew so well, as I believe we've mentioned in the past. So in order for the people to understand the law, people, the Am Yisrael uh, practiced the fact that there would be a translator translating whatever the reader would read. And this practice is actually still done in Yemenite synagogues uh, to this day. And the reader recites one pasuk. He waits until the translator then translates the pasuk that he reads. And he then the reader may read the next pasuk. And the targum here that we're talking about is targum in Aramaic. <coughs> and we'll get into that in the next few halachot. And the reader may not read to the translator more than one pasuk at a time. The reader may not raise his voice louder than that of the metargem. And the metargem may not raise his voice high, loud and be louder than that who is reading. And it is prohibited for the metargem to translate and begin translating a pasuk until, um, unless the reader read the entire pasuk. And the reader may not continue and read the next pasuk until the translator has finished translating the previous pasuk. And the translator may not lean on a pillar or a beam. Rather, he should stand in fear and reverence. And he may not translate from a document or from a paper, from any written document. Rather, he must only translate by heart. And the reader may not help the translator. So that the people may not won't say that the translation of the Torah is actually written in the Torah. And a young, uh, young one, meaning someone under the age of bar mitzvah, may. <coughs> if sorry, let me rephrase that. A reader who is old may be. Uh, may translate on with the help of a young one, meaning under the age of bar mitzvah. However, it is not proper for an older person uh, to translate for a younger one who is reading the Torah. And uh, the same person may not be the reader and the translator. Rather, there should be one person designated to be the reader and one person designated to be the translator. But not every single verse is translated in the congregation and publicly in order to uh, keep the respect for certain people. And we'll see who, exactly who they are in a moment. And is when Reuven, the firstborn of Yaakov, had relations with Bilha. 
Yaakov's concubine. And out of respect to Yaakov, we do not translate that pasuk in the congregation. Birkat Kohanim. It's actually very interesting that we do not translate Birkat Kohanim into Aramaic, as the people may think that because the Torah, because Birkat Kohanim has the following pasuk, and also in the Torah it says, so people may think that Birkat Kohanim contradicts that pasuk. This is actually, Harambam actually mentions this in Pirush HaMishnah, Masachet Megillah, Perek Daled Halachachet, Mishnachet. Umaseha Egel, Min, Vayomer Moshe Laharon, and the whole episode of the Egel, until, from Vayomer Moshe Laharon, Ad Vayar Moshe Ta'am, until Moshe sees the nation, and this is in order to keep the respect for Aharon HaKohen. Ve'od Pasuk Echad, Vayigof Hashem Ta'am, and one more Pasuk in that episode, where it says Vayigof and that God, plagued the Jewish people. Nikra'in belo mitargemin. These all these pesukim and these episodes are read. However, they are not translated. Umase amnon hamakom shneemar amnon ben David lo nikra belo mitargem. And when it says when it talks about the episode of Amnon who raped his half sister Tamar, out of respect to David Amelech, we do not translate. Um, when it's where it says Amnon ben David, in order to keep the respect for David Amelech, and that that those three words are actually not read either in public. Now we're going to move into the reading and concluding uh, in the Navi of the words of the Navi. And again, then although the Nevi'im aren't don't have the same category as the Torah law itself, we still do see much value in the words of the Nevi'im and in the lessons that they taught us in the Navi. So the anyone who concludes in the Navi must read in the Torah first. Even he may read three the three pesukim that the previous reader read, and and he yeah he may read the three pesukim that, the last three pesukim that the reader before him just read. He may not read in the navi until the sefer Torah is closed and rolled. And the reader in the navi may not read less than twenty one pesukim. And just an interesting parallel that 21 specifically is chosen because there were seven people that go up to the Torah on the maximum uh, on the maximum day, and they each read three pesukim. So seven times three is 21. However, if the reader finished the topic at hand. In less than 21 pesukim, he doesn't necessarily have to read 21 pesukim. And if he read 10 pesukim and the mitargem translated all of the pesukim, it's sufficient. Even though he may not have finished the topic at hand. And in regards to the recitation of the navi, 
one may one person may read and two may translate. And he may skip over from topic to topic. However, he may not skip from Navi to Navi. And he may only um, skip uh, in within the twelve minor topic, minor Navi'im. And this is all under the fact that he may not he may skip unless he he may not skip rather he may not skip from the end of the book to the beginning of the book. And anyone who skips around, and similar to what we said before with the Sefer Torah, that a Navi, whoever is reading in the Navi, may not wait too long. Rather, he must only wait and well and look for another place to skip over to longer than it takes. Uh, he longer than it takes the metargem to recite the translation of what he said. So in that interval of time, he may not take longer than that. In order, again, to keep uh, the kibbutz tzibur, and not to make the tzibur wait around. Whoever is reading in the Navi has, may, if he wishes, read to the metargem three pesukim at a time, and then the metargem would translate those three pesukim after. If those three pesukim were three separate sections, the reader may only read to the turgeman one pasuk at a time. Whoever is reading and concluding in the words of the Nevi'im may only is on, only makes one beracha. He has chosen good prophets and benevolent prophets. And after he reads, he recites four berachot. The first beracha concludes with, He who is loyal in all of his words. The second one, uh, he concludes with he who rebuild, rebuilds Jerusalem, again, present tense. The third beracha concludes with he, the shield of David. And the fourth beracha, he concludes with whatever distinguished character is of that specific day. Just as he, finish, he, just as he concludes in the tefillah. So similarly, if Rosh Chodesh happens to fall on Shabbat, the person who concludes in the Navi must mention Rosh Chodesh in this Beracha, just as he does in the Tefillah, when he says, and he concludes with Shabbat. So overall, whatever... Um, Specific characters of that day, the biracha of the haftarah concludes about that day, whatever whatever day it might be, be Yom Kippur, Shabbat, Rosh Hashanah, etc. How many people 
read the Torah. Bashabat, Bashaharit, Korin Shiva. On Shabbat in the morning, seven people are called to read. And on Yom Kippur, there are six. And on holidays, there are five. It is prohibited to read less, to have less than these, this number of people read. However, if they want, to, the Tzibur wants to add, they may add. On Rosh Chodesh and on Cholam Mo'ed, four people read Shabbat of Yom Kippur Bamincha. And three people read on Rosh Chodesh, sorry, on, uh, sorry, three people are called to read on during the Minha of Yom Kippur and on, on Minha Shabbat and on the th Monday and Thursday of every day and Hanukkah and Purim in the morning and on fast days during Shaharit and Minha. Again, three people are read. And it's prohibited to read less than this uh, amount of people. However, it is, and we do not add to these people. And one possible reason that the Me'iri gives in Masechet Megillah, Tafkaf Aleph Amud Bet, is that, especially on the days of Monday and Thursday, that people, and even on the rest of the days, that the people would have to go to work, and Hamim didn't want to add more readers on these days because people would lose would lose money. And on Shabbat and Ha, don't have anywhere to run, and they have no monetary loss. And if there are more readers that are added to read, a woman may not read in public in the in the Torah because we want to retain the respect for the Beit Knesset. And there are a couple of different reasons given for this. And one of them is that the fact that the Tzibur is made up of 10 men and all of these men are obligated in the study of Torah. And if a woman, um, the Torah, it's not so respectful because it's as if she's reading for them and she's educating them in a way. And it would not be the most proper thing to do. Obligation of study of, of the study of Torah um, is not the same as a man's obligation to study Torah. And it may not, it, it isn't respectful for the Tzibur. Katan hayodeal krot. A minor under the age of 13 who knows how to read and knows exactly to whom he is blessing when he makes the berachot may uh, be counted as one of the seven or one of, or one of the people, sorry, who may read. So to the maftir, whoever reads the haftarah, last one, is included in those seven. That, re that reads in the Torah. Sorry, not in those seven. Rather, he is included in the number of those who read in the Torah. However, if the Shaliyah were interrupted by saying Kaddish between the 
Shavi'i, the last Aliyah, typically Shavi'i, but not uh, strictly. In the, in the last, if he, again, if he intervened with Kaddish in between the last Aliyah and the Maftir, the Maftir does not uh, count as one of those who went up to read. In a congregation that only one of the individuals knew how to read, he, he goes up and reads, he sits down and, and goes and reads the second and third aliyot until the number of people of necessary to read um, are completed. So basically this individual reads the entire Torah and makes the berachot for each aliyah and aliyah. In all of these readings, the Kohen reads first, then a Levi goes reads second, and the Israel. And it is a widespread practice today that a an uneducated Kohen takes precedence and goes up to read before a distinguished sage in Israel. And ideally anyone who is greater than his friend in terms of obviously in the wisdom of the Torah, takes precedence before him to read. And the last person who reads, who rolls the Sefer Torah, he receives the reward equal to all of the others who went up. Therefore, the greatest in the Sibur may go up for Mashlim. If there was no Kohen, a Yisrael goes up. And, and if a Yisrael does in fact go up, a Levi may not go up after him. En Sham Levi. If there was no Levi uh, in any congregation, the first Kohen that read the first Aliyah may, must, should, rather, he himself go up and read the second, stay up at the Bama and read again instead of the Levi. However, if one Kohen went up for the first Aliyah and there isn't a Levi, a Levi present, another Kohen may not go and replace him and read the second Aliyah. Shema Yomru, so that the people may, may say, Harishon Pasul, the first Kohen is invalid. And that's why the second Kohen went up and replaced him. And so too, one Levi may not read after another Levi. Shema Yomru, Echad Mishnehem Pasul. So that people might say that one of the two Leviim are pesulim. Ketzat seder hakiri avatorah imhatefila. How is the whole procedure of reading the Torah publicly done? When exactly does it fit in with the tefila? Kol yom sheyesh b'tefilat musaf. Any day that there is the musaf service, for example, Shabbat or Yom Tov. Ahad sheigmo shleiach tibur tefilat shacharit. After the shleiach tibur recites the amida out loud for shacharit. He recites Kaddish and the Sefer Torah is taken out. 
each member of the community is called one by one. And they are called up to read in the Torah, obviously, uh, to the limit that we mentioned. I mean, with the minimum that we mentioned. And when they finish reading the Torah, the Torah is deposited in its place. Kaddish is recited and Musaf is recited after. And the days that have Maftir and Musaf, Kaddish is typically said, um, Kaddish, it was practiced that Kaddish would be said before the Maftir goes up to read. And there are places that Maftir, that Kaddish is said only after the Maftir. During the Minha of Shabbat and Yom Kippur, after the Shaliyah Sibur finishes reciting Tehillah Le David and Seder Hayom, Kaddish is said, then the Sefer Torah is taken out, the Sefer Torah is read, and then it is deposited back to its place, and Kaddish is then said, and then Minha is then recited. And so too, during the fast days, Korin Bam Minha, the Sefer Torah is read during Minha, and after Kaddish is recited, and the Minha prayer is recited. However, during Yom Tov, it was not customary in practice to read Sefer Torah during Minha. On any day that Musaf is not said, for example, Monday, Thursday, or Hanukkah, or Purim, and after the Amidah of Shaharit is recited, Kaddish is recited, Sefer Torah is taken out, Sefer Torah is read, and Sefer Torah is put back, and then Kaddish is said, and after Kaddish is said, after the putting back of the Sefer Torah, Tilala David and Seder Hayomar said, just as he, it is said every day. Kaddish is then said at the conclusion of Seder Hayom, and the rest of the nation may proceed to their affairs. Single scrolls of single books of the five books of the Torah, divided by each book. So, for example, a single scroll of Bereshit, or a single scroll of Shemot, Sefer Shemot, may not be read. Um, it is, you, these scrolls may not be read to read publicly in the Tzibur, because we want to retain the proper respect for the Tzibur. And the Sefer Torah is not rolled to a place uh, publicly. That we do not want um, to toil or bother the Tibur unnecessarily and having them stand up while the Torah is being rolled. Therefore, if um, it was necessary to read two different topics, 
and we'll see that later, Be'ezat Hashem, why two different topics would be read. For example, on Shabbat Rosh Chodesh, um, the, parash, the weekly portion is read, and the portion for, for Rosh Chodesh is also read. So two Sifret Torah should be taken out if it was necessary to read in two different topics, so that the, the Tzibur wouldn't have to wait uh, for the reader to roll the Sifret Torah to whatever place might be needed to roll, be rolled to. And it is prohibited for one person to read from the same topic, from the same sefer, from two different sefer Torah, so that people might say that the first sefer Torah was pasu was invalid, and that's why he read from the second one. Anyone who rolls the Sefer Torah may only roll it from outside, and when he fast, fastens or tightens the Sefer Torah, he may only tighten it from inside. And this is actually how the Ashkenazim do the Gelilah. And he must, must set the seams at the center. So, any place that the Sefer Torah was read and taken to another place in order to deposit it, the Sibur may not leave until the Sefer Torah goes first. And the community and the congregation must accompany the Sefer Torah and walk behind it and up until the place that it is deposited.